This chazor zeichen the shabbat chazor shagav from Yehuda mesechus bavuk hamadaf tzadik dalad. Abaya said, "Rishim ben Yehuda beshamay abelaz ben Yaakov, Rishim ben Alazan, Rishmal all hold that when something undergoes a change, it does not cause a change in possession." So Rishim ben Yehuda, we just said in the previous in the brayster previously. Beshamay, we see this in the brayster. Beshamay dash and apostle to teach that the payment given to a zoyna, which then underwent the change, meaning she was paid in wheat and was turned into flour, it can still not be used for a carbon. We see that they hold that it's still considered to be the original item and therefore would not affect the king in our case either. Abelaz ben Yaakov, we see this in the brayster where he says, "Someone steals wheat, grinds it into flour, makes bread. He cannot make a bracha on it because it's considered to be." A stolen item. Rishim Lazar, we see this in a Brisa, which is explained by Rashashis, where Rishim Lazar says if a Ghanav steals and the item then changes and depreciates, he may still return the actual item, maybe Potter. Rishmal, we see this in a Brisa, where he says that although the mitzvah is to separate pay while the produce is still attached to the ground, if pay was not separated and the produce was already cut, and then it was even ground and made into a dough, there would still be a chiv to separate pay at this point. We see that physical change does not render the item as a different item. Rav Papa asked Abaya, did all these Hanam go and follow Beishamah? Abaya said, no, they held that Beishamah and Beishil actually don't argue about this. Rav asked, why do you think all these Hanam must hold that a change does not affect Kenya? Maybe Shem and Yehuda only hold that way regarding dye, which can be washed off. Maybe Beishamah only holds that way regarding a carbon because to bring that item for a carbon is considered to be disgusting. Maybe Elizabeth Yaakov only holds that way regarding a bracha because the mitzvah that came about through an Avera is not something that we make a bracha on. Maybe Rav Shimon Lazar only held that way regarding a depreciation that's reversible. Maybe Rav Shimon only held that way regarding peya because of the extra word tazo even the Pesach. As we see there, Rabbi Yonison thought that Rabbi Shimon's view may be based on the word tazo. Rabbi Yudin and Shmuel said, Allah follows Rav Shimon Lazar. we find that Shmuel says that we do not assess the loss of an item for a Ghana to allow him to give back the item and, um, and the loss. Rather, he has to keep the damaged item and give back the full value. Now, according to Ravo, we can say that Shmuel passed like Shimon Lazar in the case of depreciation that's reversible. In the case of the Ghana, he was talking about a change that was irreversible. However, according to Abayu, he says that Shimon Lazar was talking about depreciation that was irreversible. How can Shmuel pass like him and also hold at the same time uh, the way he does regarding a Ghana? Abaya will say as follows. Rabbi Yehudin and Shmuel said that they have said that Allah follows Rishim Lazar, but Shmuel himself does not hold that way. If a stolen item was changed, it's returned to the owner as is, meaning a change does not affect Kenyan. Like the Pazak says, If you'll ask that our Mishnah says, if the Gazan changed the, the wood into a keli, he just pays for the value and does not give back the actual item. I'll tell you the reason behind the Mishnah is the Takana to help the Takana to help the Gazan to Tshuva by not requiring him to give up the work that he put into making it a keli. In fact, we know that Rabbi passes like an anonymous Mishnah. And there's a Stam Mishnah that says that physical change does affect Kenyan. Rabbi Yaakov said, Rabbi Yechon was talking about a reversible change. It's that type of change that does not affect Kenyan Deiraisa. A Braisa says, if a Gazlin or one who lent with interest wants to do tshuva and offer payment to the one they harmed, the person who should not accept the payment from them, and if, and if the person does take the payment, the Chama are not happy with such a person. This was done, again, to assist those who want to do tshuva, not to have, hold, have them hold back from, from doing so out of fear that, of the financial consequences. If Yorshim inherit money that their father got by charging interest, they do not need to return the money to the person who was taken from. This would suggest that the, that's a special Allah of a Yorshim, but the people themselves, meaning like the next case, the father himself, would have to return the ill-gotten gains. Where it says, in truth, the father would not have to return the money either. It's just at the end of the Bryce, discusses if the interest was a recognizable item the Yorshim should return and so as not to embarrass their father. The beginning of the Bryce, therefore, also talks in terms of the Yorshim. Why would they have to take pains to avoid embarrassing their father uh, when it was he who did an Avera? The Mara says, the case is that the father did tshuva but didn't have time to return the item before he died. In that case, the children do have an obligation to respect him and to prevent further embarrassment.
Bryce says Gazlonim and lenders with interest. When the Gemara explains actually one thing, the Gazlonim, meaning people who lend with interest, have to return it. This contradicts the earlier Bryce. So the Gemara says they may offer it, they have to offer to return it to discharge their chia, but the people should not accept it back from them. Gemara Bryce says shepherds and tax collectors have a hard path to tshuva because they steal from so many people, and they should return what they stole to those at least uh, who they know they stole from. Again, this contradicts the earlier Bryce. So the Gemara says they have to offer to return it to discharge their chia, but the people should not accept it from them. If so, then why is it called that they have a hard path to tshuva? Also. The Bryson then says that people that they don't know, they should spend money for the tzibur. We see that the Bryson means that money must actually be given back. And for the more, the Bryson is discussing before the enactment was made to assist the people in doing tshuva. And the earlier Bryson was done after the enactment. Mark is another terrorist based on Rav Nachman, who says that where the actual stolen items is still in existence, even after the Takana, it has to be returned, we can say both prices are discussing after the Takana. The early price is discussing where the item no longer exists, and the later price is discussing where it still exists. Mar, we have learned that there are bonon. Uh, they, they enacted that if a beam was stolen and put into a house, it doesn't have to be removed and returned. We see that even when it still exists, it doesn't have to be returned. And for the Gemara, since removing the beam would cause a significant loss, the Rabbanon considered the beam as if it no longer exists.